0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. I'm Valen. I will be your host every Tuesday. I am a postpartum and breed medulla, mama four, lost mom, lover of Pilates, watermelon, crystal healing, and most of all, matte pink lipstick. I literally can't get enough. This podcast is to create awareness of all the realities that come during and after pregnancy loss. Not only will we talk about the pregnancy loss part, but also life and motherhood after. This is something that I see rarely discussed. My hope is that you leave this podcast feeling just a bit lighter, but also educated, supported, and really seen. This podcast is not only for parents of loss, but also the grandparents, the aunts and uncles, the family, the friends that it has affected. If you have a topic you'd love to see discussed, leave me a comment on the episode you're listening to and I'll respond personally. Let's jump in. Hey mamas, I'm so happy that you are here. Um, I feel like this is going to be a really great episode today. Not that all of them are not, but um, we're going to talk about gender disappointment after loss. I, um, I've i been thinking about this a lot because I've experienced it twice now in my life. Um, after the loss of my third daughter, and it's something that I think a lot of us experience, and I want to preface this by also saying that women who have not lost children, who not who haven't lost babies, also experience this in typical happy birth outcomes. And it's okay that they feel this way too. There's no shame, and there should not be shame or guilt surrounding the fact of what we wanted. Um, It's actually a lot more deeply rooted than we think, and um, I found this amazing website called antenatal and postnatalpsychology.com.au, and this um, doctor's paper on gender disappointment was based on just general gender disappointment, so not after loss, but it was eye-opening And I just wanted to share a couple of the things that I learned from her paper, but also, um, things that I've experienced and just about gender disappointment in general, uh, gender disappointment happens when you do not get the sex that you were wishing for in your baby, um, after loss, from my experience, I never experienced this with my two girls. I, I didn't really, um, I don't remember caring too much about if they were boy or girl, but after losing Evelyn, all I wanted was another girl. And a lot of that had to do with the stories that I had in my head things that I was seeing. And according to this doctor at the antenatal and postnatal psychology dot com, um, there's three reasons why gender disappointment can cause such grief and depression. It's a real thing. It's, it's, there's so much behind it. Um, so for one, I just want to say that It'll get better, you know, the the feeling of being disappointed, but it could also take time and that's okay. Um, I feel like our hearts will always ache for what we've lost because we spent time carrying that baby. And especially if you knew the sex, you know, um, that takes on a life of its own. We imagine their entire life during that nine, 10 months of pregnancy. We envision them. We have pictures of our head of what they look like, um, what they'll be like, what they'll do, who they'll be. We just, we have a vision. And when it doesn't happen that way, when you lose that baby, it is a piece of your heart that has been ripped out. It is a, it is a future that was supposed to be yours. That was completely destroyed. And it is, it hurts so bad. Um, and from personal experience, I honestly, I felt cheated. Uh, so um, after I got pregnant with Emmett He was my first baby that I got pregnant with after losing Evelyn. And I, more than anything, I wanted a girl during her pregnancy. I bought like mom of girls shirts and, um, I just, I knew so many people who had three girls and I was so excited to have that. One of my narratives that I've always had in my head is that I didn't grow up with sisters. So I wanted one Um, and I had a really not so great mom. And so I wanted to be that mom to these girls. That's another narrative that I had in my head of why I wanted another girl. And I remember the exact moment we found out me and John were in a marriage counseling session and My phone rang and I knew exactly what it was. They were calling to tell me, you know, um, about the, the DNA test, but also like, um, God, I can't remember what it's called, but they test for all the chromosomal and DNA stuff like that. Um, everything was fine. And she's like, and you want to know the sex? And I'm like, of course I do. I was, I was sure it was a girl, of course, um, But then she said, it's a boy. And I'm like, you're joking, right? And she was kind of confused because she was excited about it. Um, But I was less than enthused at the time. And I got off the phone. And thankfully, I was at my therapist's office with my husband. And um, we talked about it a little bit. But I was devastated. And John knew that. That's my husband's name. And, uh, it was, it was just a really devastating moment. And I did feel grief in that moment. I felt like, again, when I said earlier, I felt cheated again. My baby girl got taken and the least God or whoever could do was give me a girl again. And I want to also say that that's not because I want to replace Evelyn. That will never happen. But that is that is one of the terrible things that we've been made to feel is that um We're not supposed to want anything except a healthy baby. Right? So, like, I'm disappointed. And if someone were to say, well, at least you're going to have, you know, another baby, at least it's healthy, you know, that's the only thing that matters. No. That's not true in my head or my heart. Every single person in this world wants a healthy baby. And I experienced a healthy baby. Evelyn had no, as far as we found, there was nothing that constituted it physically in her besides the placenta or the cord, right? So no, of course I want a healthy baby, but I wanted what was taken from me. And again, not to replace anything, not to replace Evelyn. but again, with the narratives that we have in our heads. And so I'll talk more, the doctor, her name is Dr. Rebecca Miller. I'm sorry, oh my gosh, Renee Miller, Dr. Renee Miller. Uh, She's a clinical psychologist and in Australia and she wrote this paper on her website. Um, And like I said, it talks about the three types of reasons that gender disappointment can, can be one is replication. Okay. So we want to replicate what we experienced, what we witnessed because it was positive. So for me, that looks like my sheer joy and excitement about having a third daughter. I I didn't, I hadn't experienced a more perfect pregnancy. I felt so good. I felt so ready and I wanted that again. And in my head, the narrative that I had is that if I want to experience that, I I want to have, I need to have another girl, right? Cause I want to replicate that feeling. Okay. Number two is repair. So we want to repair the experience or what we witnessed because it was negative. So because I had lost Evelyn to stillbirth, I wanted to repair the grief and the loss that I suffered. I wanted to repair my self-esteem and my identity because I was lost after I lost her. Number three, she said, is reflection. So reflection of self. Um. What we wished for. So when I told you, she talked about the narratives that we have in our brains. They're stories that we have created throughout our whole life, from experiences, people, places, things, feelings, thoughts. And she also says, though, that narratives aren't the truth. They're just what we have put in our head, that we've created from everything we've been through. So the reflection is we want to... We want to reflect what we wished for. We want, we want our identity, regrets, hopes, fears, those types of things. And again, I just, I love her paper. Um, I will share that too in the show notes so that you can look at it if you want to. I'm going to see if we can have her, if I can, um, schedule her, uh, to be on an episode of the podcast. Um, I think that would be so wonderful and helpful. And she could just give us so much. Just, um, I think she could just be such a great asset to us in helping us understand things. Um, uh, the last thing I want to talk about is um, the things that people say. Okay, so we kind of talked about you're not supposed to want anything except a healthy baby. Um, you can't replace the baby that you had. Um, all of these intrusive, intrusive thoughts that other people say out loud to us, all they do is bring shame, guilt, and I feel self-destruction mentally. You know, we feel like a terrible human. I feel like a terrible mom. Um, my baby died and I just, I want another one and I'm selfish. And there is so much connected to gender disappointment. It's not just about being sad that you can't have a boy or girl because you are selfish. (laughs) Like these are not real, real thoughts at all. I mean, they're not, I shouldn't say they're not real thoughts. People really think them, but they don't apply to us. They don't apply to typical moms who have not lost babies. They're just empty things people say because they don't know how to say anything else. They don't, they're don't. they so uncomfortable about death that talking about your baby who died is so uncomfortable for them. They just kind of want to get the conversation over. Right? So... Um what I also learned is that uh gender disappointment is more common in women. Right? Um and it's gender, the gender that we want our babies to be is so entwined in personal meaning for us. Um it's rooted so deeply. Um Just as Dr. Miller said, like it's the narrative that we have about why we want a boy or girl is literally ingrained in us from years and years and years of life experience and wisdom and people like it's not a simple thing. So if you're feeling, if you're pregnant after loss, I just want you to be okay. It's okay to feel disappointment. It's okay to want another boy or girl because you lost one. It is okay to grieve the fact that you're not having another boy or girl. And it's okay if people misunderstand you and don't understand it, especially if they haven't lost a baby, they won't understand. Not near as much as people who have. I'm like, um, I mentioned I'm twenty weeks pregnant now with my second rainbow baby. I don't know if a rainbow baby is considered after the first rainbow baby, but just that's just a way for me to say that after you know, it's another pregnancy after loss. And I was disappointed this time, too. I cried. I cried. Again, the, the narrative I had in my head was I wanted what I lost. I don't know how many times I've walked into Target and I see the baby mannequins and the toddler mannequins and I think to myself, God, Evelyn would be that size. She would be a 3T. When she just died, um, I would say the first year after she died, I was so envious and jealous and angry with anybody I knew who had three to girls because that's what I wanted that is what I had that is what I almost had and for a short while I did even if she was in my womb I had her I had three girls so these thoughts are common you know, my goal with this podcast is to bring awareness to how common pregnancy loss is. And, um, it's not just, you know, stillbirth and miscarriage, but you have things like chemical pregnancies, ectopic pregnancies, molar pregnancies, um, incompetent cervix pregnancies. Um, you have moms who had to terminate for medical reasons. Um, moms who choose to have abortions and there's so much with it. And I just want you guys to always know that you're supported and that I'm here for you, even though you don't really know me. Um, But I have an Instagram page. I have a Facebook group that I am starting specifically for this podcast. So that we can talk more about what we talk about on the podcast and you can ask questions and things like that. Um, If you ever need anything, I am here. If you need me to help you find resources, I am here. That is literally what I do. That is what I spend my life doing is supporting moms after loss and moms in general. I am a postpartum doula, so I do work with moms who haven't suffered losses. And that is a breath of fresh air. So I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Remember that you're loved and these intrusive thoughts and feelings and things people say, they're not about you. We all experience it in some form or another. And it's all right. Most of us go through life being misunderstood. Why should we, why should we change that now? Right. (laughs) But I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I hope it was, um, I hope it gave you some new information and just feeling like you're not alone. So I will see you mama's next weekend. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. I hope you feel just a little bit lighter knowing you are not alone. Don't forget to share this episode or podcast with another person who may need the message. It is so helpful for me to help others find me. I'll see you next week for another episode of the Pregnancy Loss Podcast. Have a great week. Bye.